Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Lou Camish is a video marketing specialist with the interestingly named Jellyfielder Studios. She and her business partners have been using networking to grow their business for a number of years, first in person and now online. So Lou, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So I've got to ask you, first of all, the name of your company is so unusual. How did the name Jellyfielders come about? I, I get asked this all the time and it feels a bit, uh, I feel a bit of a fraud because it's not really my story. So um, Jellyfield has actually began a couple of years before I joined. Um, my colleagues, Mike and Chris, they um, set it up while at university um, as a creative film endeavour. Did some great creative films then um, and they had another member uh, whose last name was Saunders so they combined their last names into, it's Mike Gels, Chris Suffield and then Saunders being the last name so it became jelly fielders um so it's not actually that interesting a story but everybody always kind of asks and i've had a lot of frustrations over the years because it seems to be directed at me and it was it was nothing to do with me but over the years actually i've grown to really like it because um people do ask it is something that sticks in people's names and we've had some really funny uh mistakes jelly finders jelly fiddlers (laughs) jellyfish um we've heard it all so it's always it's always something fun to come back to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that interesting. It's, well, it's it's a talking point, isn't it? And yeah. um, you know, and, and anything that makes you memorable is good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the jelly bit is definitely the more memorable bit. People yes. kind of lose it after there, unless they know us a while. But um, it has it has stuck in people's minds. So it has been great when we've had past clients that we haven't seen in a few years, or they've moved jobs that have then kind of come back to us for for their new endeavours. And they always seem to remember us, and it's not difficult to find us online if you remember the jelly fin, you know, as long as you remember that part of it, you're going to be able to find us online. So it does actually have its benefits in that way. Yeah, definitely. So what about your background story? How did you get into the video industry? I went to, I I started actually when I was about 12, working in stage shows for um, the school, local and dram society. Um, I wanted to be a stage manager for a very long time. I love the theatre, I still do, um, and I kind of progressed, went to college, did theatre studies, did media studies alongside it, and then kind of just slowly took the route into producing instead, but when I left university, I just spent the whole of my third year trying to find jobs, anything, you know, work experience at the BBC, anything that would get me into kind of that side of the industry, and they're just so competitive, there was a lot of people studying, still there's a lot of people studying what, what I studied, um, and so, yeah, I kind of came out of university with the idea of just, just set it up, do it yourself, make kind of promotional videos. And when I left university, that was kind of the year that YouTube launched. Mm-hmm. Puts some indication on my age. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a really nice position to be in. That There was this new platform. There was a whole new way of being able to market people's videos. And I just left with a, a degree in how to do that. So um, I met Chris and Mike on a creative film shoot. Our uh, lecturer at the time kind of puts together, said, I think you guys will get on. And we've kind of stuck together ever since, just doing this. <laughs> oh, that's really great. And so what, what kind of projects do you really like to work on? Um, for, uh, I think I think within the three of us in the company, we all have our different projects. Obviously, the ones where I get to feel like a producer, which is what I always wanted to do. 
they're my favourite to work on, but usually that involves big casts and things like that. And we've done some amazing things over the years. We, we did some training videos for Seagate hard drives, um, which were an awful lot of fun. That was actors again. We worked for the NHS. It was one of our first big tender contracts um, when we moved into London at the end, you know, 2007, um, And that involved, I think, 36 actors that we had to cast wow. in that. And we had two shooting weekends in a hospital to do the training videos for that. So that was an incredible experience. For me now, what I really enjoy doing is finding the small businesses that want a lot of content. Um, one of my favourite clients to work with is called Old McDonald's Farm. They're a kids' park in Essex. They have a petting zoo. They have animals, donkeys. They have meerkats. They have rides for kids. It's just a really lovely place. And we create quite a lot of content from them based on only one or two days' worth of filming. So we'll go down there, film, and then they've got a whole year's worth of content. And it's a a lot of fun because it's all bright and colourful and exciting stuff. But it's also given me a lot of opportunities, things like that. Um, one of my lifelong ambitions was to feed a meerkat, to meet a <laughs> meerkat in, in real life. And when we went to film there, they allowed me into the meerkat pen to film with them. So I had them all kind of sit oh. on top of me. So it was kind of like, I, lo I love the clients where I get to do things that I'm just like, yeah, no one else is doing this. No one else is doing this today. This is what, what I'm doing. Yeah. That's what's exciting to me. So where do you find that your, your work comes from? Well, I think over the years we've found a good uh, a good level of clients that love our work, come back to us time and time again. And I think I think most businesses will appreciate the kind of repeat businesses is where you're going to get the majority mm -hmm. of work. But from that comes a lot of referrals and referral marketing for us is like one of the, the biggest angles for getting, getting more work and finding new leads. Um, there's obviously finding the the route to it and this is this is part of what we do we teach people how to lead generate and how to um kind of build their networks through their existing networks uh so we we create a lot of content and stuff that goes out supporting other people we do our call the shots directors cut um we do the for networking on the marketing monday and together it all combines to create an online presence that kind of people can't ignore that people get to know us and they kind of you know, Mike is always off doing other networking events as well. And Chris has um, three things. He has uh, We Love Movies, which is a movie review site, Untethered Geek, which is a, a video version of that, an animated video version of that, and the Stockfitch Sketch Show, which is a sketch show made up of stock footage. So we're constantly creating content for ourselves as well as other people. So I would say the majority of our work comes through people doing exactly what we teach people to do, which is finding us through our networking and online endeavours um, and then kind of coming to a networking event, getting to know us that way mm -hmm. and then building up that relationship over time. That's where most of our new work comes from. And how have you found the last year? How has your business been affected by the lockdown? It's a difficult one. It's In some ways, it's been absolutely incredible and I'm so excited with the things that we've managed to do in the last year. And on another side of things, it's been absolutely devastating for us. We... Um, you know, before lockdown, I think we worked out that about a good 75% of our work um, comes from projects that we film and then edit. So we did the whole thing and then suddenly filming's gone. Um, we can always do the editing, but when we went into lockdown, we had some stuff that we had filmed that was still in the edit stages. So that carried us through a little while. But it was just about finding kind of ways of being able to create people's content without just solely looking at stock footage because mm. it, it makes us cringe a bit because it's so unbespoken. It's so, you know, it can be fun. It can be right for the right projects. I'm not 
dissing stock footage at all, but um, it's not necessarily the best way to market yourself, especially during lockdown. But what has been amazing is seeing so many businesses become more comfortable being on camera through the use of Zoom. Um, so we've found a really great niche in helping businesses um, use Zoom to record their content, to create content as they go. Um, we've managed to move our training workshops online, which has really, really helped. Um, and I know we've had a lot of businesses that have come to us to to help with that, both kind of corporate-sized businesses who want their entire teams trained and individuals that need a bit of extra help. We take you through kind of filming with your own devices and then how to edit. So people then go away with the skills to create this content for themselves. And I think for us, what we've really learned in lockdown is that whilst our actual work comes from the filming and editing, the benefits of video um, are kind of, for our clients, exceed the individual parts of actually making a video. And there are ways for people to be able to kind of, even in the strictest lockdown, be able to still make content. And it's been great seeing some people be really creative with that. Um, the other side of things was the animation side of work. We do a lot of animated work and we've seen a real pick up of that over the last year, which has been great. It's been great because I, I run a lot of the animation work and I love doing that. So that's been fun. So and, and are you see, seeing things coming back now that we're coming out of lockdown? Are you getting more bookings to go and do actual filming in real places with real people? Strangely enough, not so much on the, the filming front at the moment. We're the work that we're still discussing with people is still very much in an animated front. And I think that partly becomes from, because of the video process in terms of how our clients approach having a video made, they can be thinking six months before they get to the mm. stage of having it done. Um, when we do pre-production on something that's filming, we need at least like three weeks to get to the point before we film. But we can generally do quick turnaround stuff. If you say, oh, I've got an event tomorrow in London, we might have someone available, we can send someone to film, that's fine. But when you get into the bigger corporate productions, your cornerstone videos and things like that, um, it does take a bit of pre-production time and talking to the client, getting the messaging right. So I think what we're seeing now is kind of just the offshoot of the last six months, people not knowing what's happening mm -hmm. and having prepared in their minds that their content will be animated or will be X, Y, Z. So I'm hoping that once lockdown starts, people will start then thinking about the filming content again and we'll start seeing that that drip through. But, you know, at the same time, we do have a lot of return, uh, you know, clients existing clients returning clients that um we we've told we're back filming again and i know some of them are likely to be jumping at the pit because it's been a year since they've been able to actually have any proper mm. content filmed yeah so presumably before the lockdown all the networking that you were doing was, was in person so how did you find things different in the in the online space i mean i'll be honest with you i think i'm one of the few people that absolutely loves it I absolutely adore doing it online and the idea of going back to meeting people in a room absolutely terrifies me. Um, just purely because I think that for me, um, there's the, it's, one is a big time saver. But just before lockdown, I was getting preparing to lead a group in central London and I love doing that and I, I would like to do sort of that thing again. But I found that travelling in and out, it'd be 90 minutes either side that I would lose. So, you know, you kind of, potentially losing two to three hours of your day mm. to get to a networking event and back. And then in the room, I, I always found it a real struggle because um, no matter, and you must know this as a voiceover artist, you try and do something and there's always going to be some technical issues. <laughs> and I found that in the room trying to do foresights and things like that was really challenging because I couldn't rely on the tech that was going to be at the location where I was going. Um, I couldn't necessarily rely on the fact that if it was a busy meeting, 
everybody could see a very small computer screen. And because what we do is so visual, it was really important to me that people could see what we do. Mm. Getting up there as a as a video marketing specialist and not showing any video seemed a bit weird to me. And there were so many times where I did a foresight and it, something would go wrong, it'd fail. Um, but online, I have all the tech. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I went to um, I went to the first IT and innovation group on a Friday and I test ran something that I will be doing a little bit more, actually. And that's that I've managed to rig away for my live uh, character animator to play in the video screen. So while we're talking or while I'm doing 40 seconds, I can appear as the animated version of me and it, it moves live and tracks my face and everything. So, you know, there's, there's whole other ways of marketing stuff online. That's something we can set clients up with. It's not, you know, you need certain Adobe products, which don't come cheap. I'll be honest with you. But, you know, if someone is terrified of appearing on camera, we can set you up with an animated avatar that will move and use the camera to track you and, and sync your mouth movements with what you're saying. So, being able to move online has just opened up a whole world for us in terms of how we can help people market. And also, as I said earlier, that confidence thing that people now have. I think going back into the real world, people being on camera, it's not going to phase them so much as yeah. it has done yeah. in the past. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you you helped to, to run a group. What made you decide to, to, to do that and what do you get out of it? Um, when we... Uh, I think I can't remember, like 2011, 2012, around then. Um, Jellyfield is, we'd, we'd been doing lots of kind of, you know, those networking events where you go up and you turn up in a room and it's kind of like it costs you five pounds to get in and, and everybody's just jamming business cards and everybody else's mm-hmm. faces and running away. And we kind of um, didn't know a great deal about referral networking, but we discovered BNI. Um, we joined BNI and I was wrangled into becoming group leader with a friend of mine that was in the group um and I was group leader I was secretary treasurer at BNI group for about two and a half years um and there was about six months overlap and I really struggled with BNI towards the end because of the weekly yeah same time every week and we were a Wednesday lunchtime group and so you know travel one-to-ones either side of it that's Wednesday's gone Mm -hmm. it was Wednesday was BNI day and I was just out of it so we kind of left after I think about four or five years at BNI um I went off and just stopped doing any of that sort of networking for a while just kind of moved completely online doing stuff uh video content and things like that I wouldn't say the company suffered but we definitely had a, a kind of drop in in how we manage new people online where where the revenue streams were coming from we definitely saw a drop with our online and networking things um and then uh, I met Chris Bridgman, the wonderful Chris Bridgman, who is at every networking event in London for a while. And um, he he had met my colleague Mike and said, come along, see about four networking. And I think the thing that struck me when I walked in was just how relaxed it was compared to something like I'd been to a few BNI groups and I found them to be quite... I, I've got nothing against BNI. BNI works. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I still have a very... a lot of love for BNI. Um, but the the way that for networking, and I didn't want to be a group leader. When I started, I was like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. I, if they ask, I'm not doing it. Um, but I quickly found through talking to people like Karen and Louie that, that being a group leader isn't quite structured and I'd have a bit more control over how I marketed it, how I wanted to kind of... The script's the same, but, I mean, you've been to one of my mm-hmm. groups, you've been to other groups, and I try and make it, it feel different from others and I'm allowed to do that. And there's a lot of flexibility in how I want to move that group forward and the other aspect of it was the themed groups for me being able to have a marketing monday group 
is just amazing for us because you know we do digital marketing that's what we do mm-hmm. being able to theme our group and being able to say right well not only do we do all this but we support a group of other marketers other professionals other businesses that can come along arranging the foresights and I love arranging the foresights because I basically create a list of people that I want to listen to talk to um and then it's like I'm kind of getting my free once a week you know what well, other than membership you know 20 minute presentation on whatever I need to learn that week uh, and it's really helpful for the other people as well so for me it's for networking isn't so much about getting work and getting leads which we do we do we have we have found work through for networking that's not to say that we haven't to me what it is is about having that family community feel to a group where I can go on a Monday evening I can see a lot of the same faces a few new faces and have one-to-ones with them and catch up find out how their kids are how their dogs are how their cat is um, and just know kind of really what's going on in my local network's lives and if I can see something where it's like okay well I see that you're doing this and that's great but I can probably help you with that in some way, shape or form, then I want to help. Mm. Um, it's, I think the thing that, that B and I taught me is the whole giver's gain aspect, um, which is their motto. And I think I try to, you know, I know for networking has that feel and I love that. Um, and I try and kind of look at everything with that. How can we help the people in our group? How can we do that? And at the end of the day, through doing that, I've kind of, I'm hopefully building a reputation of someone that is approachable, someone that's friendly and someone that, knows their stuff um mm. and that's what what's what creating a digital presence is all about that's what organic content marketing is about i think you've touched on and it helps with our content <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you've touched on something very interesting there where you mentioned about the four sites which is um you know particular 4n um that's their their sort of their, their education slot so what kind of things have you learned from the speakers that you've had come to your group so some of the stuff that i've learned is um is more there's, there's two things there's there's learning new stuff which I'll get to in a second some of the stuff I've learned is really just to trust my gut because there are theories and stuff that we work out within our own marketing strategies and I invite other marketers even other videographers to come to our group and talk about their strategies mm. and what's really helpful for me is okay well you're doing this differently maybe I don't agree with you on this part of it but this part matches up and I think that for our strategy and other people's strategies I think that when you're in this sort of industry and it's all about this kind of non-tangible strategy, you know, it scares a lot of people because it's like, well, what is it? What does it actually mean? Well, it means nothing. It means that what we're trying to do is we're trying to play the game a few steps ahead of everybody else in figuring out how to make the most of the online world. Mm-hmm. That is all we're doing. And being able to hear other marketers speak, marketers speak about their, their processes and things like that has been really great for me backing up my own knowledge. Um, and I think other people would say the same when they hear my foresights about our strategy. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I've had a lot of people that do umbrella marketing. They don't get into the nitty-gritty of social media or or video or anything like that. And they understand the overall, but they don't understand the video specialism. Mm. So there's a lot of cross over there. And that's great. On the, uh, the other side of it, the foresights that I love are the ones I haven't got a clue about. Um, so there's a, a guy called Elliot who's done a couple of ours and he talks about Facebook uh, ads. He took us through how to launch and create your first Facebook ad campaign, which is something that I think is a lot is scary. Mm-hmm. So as well as understanding it for me and being able to go, you know what, I might give some Facebook ads a go just for the fun of it um, so that I can better inform my clients. It's really helped me with my my overall view of the digital landscape, the marketing 
that we do. It's uh, it's very easy to become very pinpoint focused on video. There's lots of different types of marketing that work. So the four sites that I try and get in are people who are coming from different areas of marketing, but that I might be able to learn from and that might be able to learn from me. And mm. I, yeah, it's just so much fun. So have you been able to find people to to collaborate with through your group? And have you found suppliers? Because it's not just about you know trying to find clients, is it? No. Well, um, you know, we we have we have two different areas. Obviously, there's the supply of um, within the creative landscape. We're kind of at the bottom of the pile in where clients go. So they'll often have someone doing their overall marketing. They'll often have someone doing branding and design before they come to us. Um, on the occasion that they don't have any of these things, we can send people back um, to people that we've met for networking and things like that. But because we're at the bottom of the pile, we don't necessarily have such an upward referral to the creative parts I mean there's always uh, ways of um, collaborating with people that we do through uh, our Call the Shots Directors Cup videos you know our web series inviting people on our channel just like you've invited me on this podcast so there's that sort of collaboration I think one of the biggest um, link ups to me is obviously uh, I'm just going to name drop here Mona King um, who's graphic designer and when I first started for Network and she was one of the very first people I met and she introduced me to two lovely other people um sass and sarah sass has now become a four networking member um sass is a marketer and sarah is a copywriter and we formed a kind of little bubble together Mm. um to i'm I'm not necessarily allowed to talk about it so much Mm. because it's still in development but yeah there will be kind of we're looking at a combined marketing solution for all forms of content on a kind of under one banner type thing and that's very much something that's come about through a four networking connection which is something that's really exciting for us because we're involved in something separately so yeah there's gonna be news about that coming hopefully soon so all sounds brilliant so well, it's been lovely to chat to you um and finally where can people find you um people can find us all over really you just search jelly fielders and uh we come up or jelly what jelly f video and we'll come up but um our tag is at jellyfielders for most things you can find us there or our website is jellyfielders.tv lovely thank you very much for your time and um i hope to see you at another networking meeting soon well i hope to come you to come and foresight at our networking event very soon i would love to do that awesome i'll hold you to it thanks for listening to small business big network if you found this podcast useful please do rate review and subscribe And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.